I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. You are listening to a bonus episode of Becoming Moms. And not just that, you are listening to my pregnancy diary. At the beginning of my third and likely last pregnancy, I decided to document the experience and I have not held anything back. I talk about my fears, my emotions, how I'm feeling and coping. It's about to get real. Hi there. All right. I am now 11 weeks pregnant, and since the last time I recorded, um, we have had our ultrasound, uh, found one baby in there with a heartbeat, and that has been really, really helpful because as I've talked about in in past entries, um, there's been a lot of mixed feelings about this pregnancy because I have been so sick. And because I have this, you know, going 10 weeks without an ultrasound is the longest I've ever gone. I usually, you know, with my prior pregnancies, um, ultrasounded myself around five or six weeks. So this was a different experience. Um, one that I'm glad I, I went through because now I have the experience that most people have. It's interesting, I actually talked to, uh, I had office hours today with the members of Sterling Parents, and one of our members was saying that where she goes to get her prenatal care, they don't even do an ultrasound in the first trimester, they just check for a heartbeat with a Doppler at like nine or 10 weeks. And that to me is just like, I mean, I've I've never heard of that. I mean, it's just, it's so reassuring. I mean, hearing the heartbeat, sure, that's reassuring too, but but just seeing and, and, you know, having your dates confirmed. Um, I really felt for her and talked to her and and we decided, her and I talked and she encouraged her to advocate for that ultrasound if it's important to her. And because I just think that's, that's just bananas. That's just bananas. But anyway, I digress. So I'm 11 weeks. I, right before recording this, went on to my electronic health record hoping to see if my NIPT results back. That's the non-invasive prenatal test. That is a test that uh, draws your blood, looks for baby's DNA in your blood in order to look for chromosomal abnormalities, and they can also tell, tell gender. Some of the companies also look for um, other conditions that uh, involve microdeletions. However, um, as opposed to entire chromosomes, however, those the data on analyzing the cell-free DNA in that way is, is not as robust and, and not all companies um, do that. I don't know what um, what they're going to be running. I know that they're going to be running the chromosomes and the gender, but I don't know if they're doing any of the other stuff. Um, the people I talked to at Kaiser weren't sure. And they said seven to 10 days and we are at nine days. And if the results are normal, I'm going to get it into my email or my, my, health, my online health record they're not normal, I'm gonna get a phone call. So, (laughs) I wouldn't say that I'm freaking out, I'm not. 
but you know, I'm gonna be 37 for this baby. And I know the numbers. I know that most likely everything's totally fine, but I'm still a little worried about these results and would have liked to just have that reassurance. C'est la vie. So in terms of symptoms, new symptoms that I have been experiencing is a feeling of a little bit more breathlessness. This happens to me um, each pregnancy, there's usually a few weeks towards the end of my first trimester, beginning of my second, where I start to become aware that my um, respiratory rate is increasing. And this happens in pregnancy, you will breathe slightly faster. There's a lot of changes that um, happen to your respiratory system. And if you're a member of Sterling Parents, there's videos, um, a video from me for the first, second, and third trimester that gives you a little tour kind of what's going on in your body because there's such drastic changes and personally i think that just understanding the why for a lot of the symptoms can be really helpful just understanding them and and feeling a little bit more calm about these symptoms but yeah so i'm i'm noticing my heart rate a little bit more getting more out of breath when i do things what i believe happens the reason why it bothers me now and it doesn't bother me is i think i just get used to it and I'm not used to it at this point. Um, so that's an, a newer symptom. I am feeling a little better from a, um, a nausea and a fatigue perspective, which I am just beyond, beyond grateful for. Because with my first pregnancy, I was, it took until around 16 to 20 weeks to feel better. Part of the problem, part of the reason why I don't know when I started feeling better is because I got really, really sick. I had like a day where I felt better at 16 weeks and then I got really sick and I ended up with, oh my gosh, pharyngitis and double ear infections and I was sick for weeks. So hard to tell if that was the pregnancy. I mean, it was the pregnancy in the, the sense that your immune system is suppressed in pregnancy. And so it's probably why I ended up with double ear infections and, and it took me so long to get over that illness. Pregnancy can be really hard. On top of all the physical stuff, there's the emotional impact of not feeling well and not feeling at home in your body for months on end. If you are having a tough time in pregnancy, you are not alone. I have so been there and I want to help you. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com to register for my free class, Four Ways to Make Your Pregnancy Easier and Healthier. This class is all about taking some of the stress and overwhelm off your plate. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com and pick a time to watch the class from the comfort of your own home. You deserve support, Mama. I am feeling better. I thought that I might start feeling better around 10 weeks because that's when your pregnancy hormones start to plateau. And so I was really looking forward to that. And then at 10 weeks, I actually felt like I was still getting worse. So up until maybe two or three days ago, I felt like I was still getting worse every day. And now I feel like every day I'm, I'm uh, okay. Like the first day I had about an hour where I was like, oh, I don't feel really nauseous or tired right now. And then the next day it was like three or four hours. And then I'm on the third day now. And I can say like, yeah, I've had like probably five hours today where I, like I feel pregnant, I feel different, but I'm not nauseous all the time and feeling like I can't 
you know, just awful. So I'm very, very thankful for that. I'm looking forward to getting my nipped results back any day. Now that I'm starting to feel a little bit better, I am trying to actually appreciate and, and really absorb, not even appreciate, that's not the right word. I'm trying to absorb what the pregnancy experience is like because this is my last pregnancy and because this is, this is what I do. And I know that for, for years to come, I'm still going to be talking to people about pregnancy. And I really don't want to, I don't want to just blow through this pregnancy and just get to the other side. I'm doing a lot of writing. I'm recording this all so that I can remember what the experience was actually like. And what I think happens to so many people, and I've seen this um, in other OBGYNs that I've worked with who um, are far out from their pregnancies, that we forget how difficult pregnancy is. We forget how physically and emotionally overwhelming it can be. And you know, obviously we have our children, so we're so grateful for that. And, and we can kind of have rose-colored glasses when it comes to remembering what pregnancy was like. I mean, certainly some people have phenomenal pregnancies, and I am so, so, so happy for them. Um, but I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that compassion and that understanding of the the bone-crushing fatigue, the exhaustion, the fatigue, the nausea, like just the the feeling like I don't want, I do not want to wake up. Like waking up is the worst because when I'm asleep, at least I'm, I'm, I have some freedom from those symptoms. I don't want to forget that. And I want to keep part of the reason I talk so much about how difficult um, pregnancy can be is because so, so many people out in the world just have no idea. They just think that like, oh, morning sickness, you just, Sometimes you just throw up in a trash can and you move on and like employers don't understand how difficult it can be. The rest of the world just wants you to be excited and happy and it's just complete BS. I mean, it's wonderful if you get to experience pregnancy that way, but for so many people, it's so challenging. Even those who have tried for, I can't tell you how many parents who've gone through IVF I've sat across from, both in pregnancy and postpartum, who have really complicated feelings about feeling so bad and being so, you know, um, kind of depressed because of their symptoms, because they wanted this so much. And how difficult that is to carry that when they're pregnant and they feel like crap and they're, they're having feelings like, what, oh my God, what did I do? And they've been trying, they've been doing IVF and infertility for, they've been trying for four years, five years, whatever it is, that pressure to be excited and happy and grateful at all times in pregnancy um, can be really, really heavy to carry. So that's that's my goal of this pregnancy is to one, just remember for myself so that I can continue to advocate for people in pregnancy what it feels like and to just continue just spreading the message that pregnancy is hard and we need to we need to really care about the overall wellness of the human being. Like, yes, I care that you know the, the risks of certain, you know, foods and, and, and drinks and, you know, the do's and don'ts. Like that knowledge is, is helpful for navigating pregnancy, certainly. 
but I don't think that we're sharing with people a robust idea of what pregnancy wellness looks like, both emotionally and physically. And emotional wellness in pregnancy means that you're, you're, you need to see your experience out in the world. You need to know that it's not just you. You need people in your life to be supportive. I mean, that is like, that is the reason why I left medicine and, and founded Sterling Parents because I want people as they navigate pregnancy, as they navigate trying to conceive and becoming parents to have the support for the physical and emotional journey because they're both equally important. Hopefully you can tell in this video I'm feeling better. <laughs> it's not quite so somber. Man, those were some, those were some rough months there. Not to say that something else can't come along and knock me off my feet, but I am hopeful. And uh, I'm starting to hear music again and see colors again, and I'm very grateful for that. And hopefully I'll have good news today or tomorrow about my uh, results. And if not, I'll navigate that too. All right, y'all. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you were looking for more support from me during your pregnancy journey, head over to sterlingparents.com to learn more about our membership. The Sterling Parents membership now comes with a private Instagram account where members can send me direct messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Pregnancy is hard. You deserve support. Head over to sterlingparents.com to get the best support available for your pregnancy.